It's This Week in Bourbon, where the news is easier to get than Taylor Swift tickets. And here's your headlines for November 18th, 2022. Redemption loses its lawsuit to Diageo and now must change its bottles. Sagamore Spirit releases their own five-year bottled and bond. And Kentucky Owl and Barrel Bourbon are both releasing $500 bottles. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. It's that time of the year where everybody's starting to make their vacation plans on visiting Kentucky, the mecca of bourbon. And if you are coming to Kentucky, you need to make sure you visit us at Pursuit Spirits in Louisville. We're right in the heart of Clifton, near Butchertown and Nulu, and only just a few miles away from downtown Louisville. But when you do come, you need to book your experience to go do our whole shebang. This is the one that's really the star of the show. You get a full-on tasting. You get to do your own personal barrel selection experience. And you get to grab a whiskey thief and fill your bottle directly from the barrel. We're doing something completely brand new that nobody else is doing here in bourbon country. Plus, you get a free sweet tasting glass at the end of it. I guarantee you, you're going to end up being one of the many people that's also leaving us a five-star review. So make sure you come and check us out. You can book your reservation by going to PursuitSpirits.com and clicking the Visit Us button. From Jim Beam to Maker's Mark, their brand and label are the only things more iconic than a bourbon's taste. And that's why we've partnered with Sticker Mountain, a company focused on helping you make a statement with your labels and stickers. Embracing cutting-edge embellishment technology allows them to add foil, raise texture, and more to make your product stand out all at competitive prices with market-leading turnaround and customer service that treats you like a business partner. And that's why right now you can get 10% off your order with coupon code STICKYBOURBON at StickerMountain.com. See the difference they can make for you and your business at StickerMountain.com using coupon code STICKYBOURBON. Have you tried to identify specific notes in bourbon when nosing and tasting, but just come up empty? Well, you can train your nose to find all those nuances with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. So you can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma made from chemicals. Head over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter the code BP10 for 10% off your order. Welcome back everybody. It's Kenny and Ryan. It's This Week in Bourbon, another Friday. How are you, Ryan? Wait, who's, who's buying Taylor Swift tickets? Oh, you, you tell me you... Okay, I was on Taylor Swift duty today. So my wife had to go, and she was in a class. And since it was a pre-sale for Capital One Venture Card holders, which I'm a Capital One Venture Card, oh. it was, you got to go and you got to get the pre-sale. So it actually this Alec is Baldwin or something. Well, hold on. This is the this is the third of the pre-sales. So the first pre-sale was the fans pre-sale where you had to go and sign up for an email newsletter or something like that. 
and she's going with a group of four people and only one person out of the four ended up getting the code to be able to do that. Here's the, here's the thing that's been kind of the, the, the crazy thing about it is that Taylor Swift announced it's like 30 or 40 different shows she's doing and they're all spaced out around three months apart. And instead of Ticketmaster being smart saying, oh, we'll do 10 cities this week, 10 cities this week, it's all at one time. And so everybody that's trying to go to all 40 of these things is going to sell out big ass stadiums are all trying to hit Ticketmaster at the same exact time and Ticketmaster can't keep up with it. So it was 503 timeout after timeout after timeout, or then you get in and then you got to wait an hour and a half or got to wait 20 minutes to actually get in and choose your tickets. And once you get in to actually choose your tickets, as soon as you add them to cart, they're gone and you got to go back and do it again. So the first- it Sounds like a bourbon release. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it's, 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 uh, wait, wait till you, there's, there's a good analogy coming for that, especially when the secondary starts of this, because- the first person that in her group that tried to get them, she just kept failing and failing. And by the time the pre-sale was over, there were no more tickets left for the fans release. So it was on us, since we're the Capital One card holders, to actually go and get the pre-sale tickets. So my wife was out at, a, at an art class, so it was on me. She, she put all this weight on my shoulders to go and do this. So I'm sitting there for, so it start, went on pre-sale at two o'clock. I'm sitting there at 1.30 just starting to refresh every few minutes until I finally get into the lobby and then I get in the queue. And then once you get in the queue, it's about an extra 10 to 15 minutes to actually get in. You have about 2000 plus people in front of you until you can go and buy your tickets. And so once you're in there, exactly what I said, I'm sitting there trying to search around, get floor tickets. You put them in your cart, try to check out, they disappear. And I said, screw it, whatever. I'm just going to get these four, check out, done. I was like, fantastic. This was, this was great. Well, my wife was very upset that I didn't get floor tickets for. So <laughs> I had to go back and open up my second account under my Ticketmaster account and try to get in there. And by the time I finally got in, all the tickets were gone from presale. Now, however, the tickets I got were, I don't know, like $240 a piece plus fees. And that's on the low end. Per Something ticket? Like, oh, yeah. Some of, the, some of the higher ones were close to around, I think, $750 a ticket. And then is this at Yum Center? No, no, no. It's in Cincinnati. It, she's not even coming to Louisville. Oh, okay. And the the, the what I said. So it went seven hundred, five hundred, three hundred, and then like two fifty or something like that. So I ended up getting like the two fifty ones. I was like, whatever. It's in the one hundred section. At least you got them. Well, at least I got them because just like a bourbon release, the secondary market on these things right now is absolutely insane because. In her section where I got the tickets, 20 rows up from where I got the tickets for, those tickets are going for $950 a piece right now. I wonder if it'd be like a bourbon release after the first show, if it's good or bad, if it goes up or down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in value, just like the bottles get open and the value starts plummeting, you know, first as Taylor Swift as, shows like, as soon as the release uh, she was, out. her pitch was off. So <laughs> <laughs> the I doubt it though, but that's amazing. You would go through that much effort for Taylor Swift concert. Uh, well, if it's on national news right now, and I'm sure a lot of people have, have heard about it. I've seen friends that have failed to try, try to get tickets. And the third pre-sale release, which we can't get to, is for Bengals season ticket holders. So 
I don't know why, but apparently Cincinnati Bengals season ticket holders get their own pre-sale code. Hmm. Should you ask uh, her friends what's in your wallet? If you don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should have. That's a bad joke. Oh. I should have. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they'll they'll try again for the, the general public on, on, I think, Friday or Saturday, whenever it goes out. Doesn't but sound like anything will be left. Well, they only allot a certain amount of tickets for oh, each okay. pre-sale. That's how it happens. Yeah, it's not like all the good seats are gone and then you got to be in nosebleeds the rest of the time. They allot just a certain amount for each of these pre-sales and it, it goes quick. And of course, there's people that are flipping them. There were some that are VIP packages and those are, I kid you not, it's around $10,000 a ticket is what they're going for. But I don't, I don't think people were going to pay that. Yeah, no it's, recession inside in Taylor Swift's land. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. I, just I can't fill it, up my car, but I'll get uh, I'll get Taylor Swift. It's It'll be worth it, I promise. Yep. Yeah, I just don't think people are paying that amount. I might be wrong, but I would imagine as the date gets closer, I mean, it's just like any sporting event. As soon as you get to about 45 minutes of the door is open, people, those, those tickets are on fire sale. Yeah, we spent about six minutes too long on Taylor Swift, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just hope I'm not the only one out there that has had to experience it this week. So, uh, you know, hats off to everybody else who's had to deal with the the Taylor Swift <laughs> debacle. Oh, man. Gosh. Oh, my other Swifties. What's up? Fir first world problems. <laughs> I know. I had to wait 15 minutes online to refresh. <sighs> Well, it, like I said, while I was while my while I was in art class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about <laughs> enough of it, enough of you talking down to me now. I know. I just y'all are easy targets. Uh, us Swifties, that's how you get us. And by the way, that's I'm right. not going to. I'm getting it for her and her friends. I'm just trying to be the nice guy here. Yeah, I hear you. So, from a new blend of bourbon makers comes a new bourbon attraction to downtown Louisville's historic Whiskey Row. So Bardstown Bourbon Company, the modern bourbon built on transparency and innovation, will start construction later this month on a new consumer experience located at 730 West Main Street and is set to open in late summer of 2023. Bardstown Bourbon Company's new Louisville location will provide a unique bourbon educational experiences, highlighting the bourbon maker's strengths in blending, aging, cocktails, and more, as well as a full-service bar and bottle shop. Throughout the year, Bardstown will also host a variety of events, including limited and rare bottle releases, intimate tastings and one-of-a-kind elevated experiences as well yeah this is awesome especially for downtown louisville it was hit hard by covid you know it's still recovering a lot of offices are vacant and buildings vacant um and so two, i think for you saying we can get them for cheap is what you're trying to say well no i'm not saying that <laughs> it's just it's definitely not cheap to go down there but uh there's a lot of opportunity i guess and uh too, you know, that's where Whiskey Row, I know this is not Whiskey Row, it's more Museum Row, but, uh, you know, that's, there's a lot of history with bourbon, you know, in that downtown area. Um, you know, and the people that have already established downtown are killing it. I mean, they are like crowded. It's two to three weeks to get tours. Like if you try to go get a drink at Michter's, it's, it, most days it's at least a 30 minute wait, if not longer. Yeah. So there's going to be, there's plenty of foot traffic down there and a lot of, I think it's just going to be cool to have this experience down there with Barstown, um, adding, you know, their place as well. So, uh, I think this is good for bourbon and, you know, bourbon tourism. And I think it just shows that 
bourbon tourism is here and here to stay for a while. And I, you'll see more companies investing down there as well. I think you, I definitely <laughs> think you will. We'll talk about that in the future. I also just find it funny when we just talking about the, how, how names sometimes don't match of where they're going to be like, like, Oh, come visit Bardstown bourbon company in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like, uh, well, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that are doing that. So absolute owner, Pernod Ricard. I don't know why I said absolute owner. I just took it from there. But Pernod Ricard, they are investing $22 million to install its first RTD or ready-to-drink canning line at the company's plant in Arkansas. The investment will provide the facility with canning capabilities and help accelerate the growth for the company. It will also create new jobs and bring economic benefits to the local community. The plant currently produces several Pernod Ricard spirits, including coffee liqueur Kahlua and Seagram's Gin. Pernod Ricard said that in addition to the canning line, it will enable the company to produce more RTDs for its portfolio, including Jameson Whiskey, Absolute Vodka, Malibu Liqueur, and TX Whiskey, and make its brands more accessible. The, first, the firm's RTD portfolio includes Jameson's Ginger and Lime, Malibu Pineapple Bay Breeze, Absolute Berry Vodka Rita, and TX's Whiskey and Cola. All right. Well, RTDs, have, you know, they, they're catching on, but I still think they have room to grow. And uh, this is, you know, Pernod's putting this much investment behind them. I think, uh, I think they're here to stay for the long run. You know, I think they're getting better with better flavors, less sugar, um, not as sweet. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's all, I, th I think RTDs are going to be a major player still moving forward. I believe so too. There was at least this past roundtable that aired uh, yesterday. I guess you could say. I, I wonder if my 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 guess will hold true in the future to say that as things start flipping and people start changing Kentucky and MGP starts dying down, people will start buying younger MGP and just using that instead of RTDs now. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good hypothesis. <laughs> um, I. I I don't see, I mean, I, I, I think. I mean, don't tell me, don't act like you can tell me that you can taste the type of whiskey that's in an RTD or the type of liqueur or spirit or anything like that. Because if you work with somebody that's really good, like Flavor Man, all you're tasting is the flavor of, you know, what else that you want to get out of the juices or the sugars or anything like that. I think the, the alcohol is just going to be second to none. Nobody's drinking RTDs for the same reason that we drink bourbon neat, because you're not doing it for that type of flavor. I don't disagree with you. And some would say that, you know, barrel prices on the second, you know, on the open market are as high as they are right now because of RTDs, not just domestically, but overseas that a lot of company and RTDs, you can make way more, you can make way more margin because you're you're not having to bottle it 90, 80 proof, 90 proof, 100 proof, or whatever. You're getting it down to, I guess it would be equivalent of maybe eight. Yeah. And, eight percent. You know, eight or nine percent per. So you can really stretch the product, you know, the the volume of the barrel out. Um, so uh, it's definitely a high profit margin space. It just, it's got to catch on uh, a little bit more too. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take a mental note we'll circle back here in three years and see if my hypothesis is right yeah maybe two years it, it may be shorter <laughs> who knows it might be <laughs> it might be 
you'll start seeing age stated uh well i guess sagamar does have an age stated R- rtd but you'll start seeing <laughs> more of them they did they had a four-year age statement some of the new ones that I, I believe they took it off but with good reason i don't think you need four years to be in there it's good enough the way it is already that's right so american whiskey brand redemption has been forced to stop selling its range immediately after it failed to get Diageo's injunction order thrown out. In September, Diageo was granted an injunction to stop the sale of Deutsch Family's Wine and Spirits Redemption Whiskey after it was found to dilute the bullet trademark. I know we've talked about this 10 times already, but I hope this might be the final end of it. So the order banned the advertising, promotion, and sale of the brand in its current flask-shaped packaging, but it only applied to the future, according to the Deutsch, who said distributors and retailers could continue to sell all of their current inventory of redemption. Deutsch Family Wine and Spirits filed a motion to suspend the injunction order, but it was denied by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit this week. The company said it had started an appeal process, and the move also means that Redemption's latest bottling, the Sir Lee Straight Whiskey, which I believe that we had talked about not too long ago, that was released in September 2022, cannot be sold in its current design. Yeah, this is... Gosh. I almost don't want to comment on it because I'm so scared. <laughs> don't, don't come after us. <laughs> yeah, but it is. I, I'm I'm looking at them right now, and it's still just like it says redemption, and the other one says bullet. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one is like a brownish label. The other one's orange. I mean, they do have a raised glass. The bullet one's very narrow. Everybody has raised glass, though. That's I know. I'm really just trying to wrap my head around this, but I'm not going to because uh, I don't want to be sued as well. (laughs) Well, people want to protect their turf. There was another article that came out this week about uh, Kylie or Kendall. I can't remember whoever, whatever Jenner has the eight one eight tequila, and they got sued by another tequila called I think five one two tequila. And it, they 512 Tequila sued them because of a very it, it close infringing thing because they have black numbers on the very front of it. And people, they they assumed that people were going to put it this way. If 512 was getting mistaken for 818, that would probably work in their favor because 818 and the Jenners are basically skyrocketing at this point. But they yeah, wanted the, to sue and change that. <laughs> The only similarities these two have is that they're source liquids. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why don't they focus on that? But I don't know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Who wins at the end of the day? Ross and Squib. <laughs> That's right. Ross and Squib still <laughs> has both of them on the hook. Uh, it always comes back to that, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> Well, that's all the bourbon release news. I told you we could have talked about Taylor Swift some more. Bourbon release. We Sorry, bourbon release is coming up. That's just the bourbon news. That's it? All right, well. That's it. You want to talk about Taylor Swift some more or just take a break? No, I was hoping we'd move on to like uh, Molly Cyrus or something. Uh, unfortunately, I think she stopped touring a few years ago. <laughs> ah, bummer. I have no idea. Sure, the Capital One members will get something special when yeah. she comes on tour. I'll, I'll make sure I, I get that, <laughs> put that on the the alert notifications on my inbox. Yep. But let's take a quick break and we'll be back to some bourbon release news. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? 
Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. When it's derby season, the city of Louisville comes alive, and happening on Thursday, April 11th, is the Republic Bank Kentucky Derby Festival's Bourbonville. This is the third straight year Bourbonville will take place at the Fraser History Museum. Enjoy signature drinks, bourbon-inspired cuisine, access to museum exhibits, and Tons of other bourbon vendors such as Elijah Craig, Four Gate, Four Roses, Kentucky Peerless, Pursuit Spirits, Castle and Key, and so many more. General admission is only $75, and that includes all your food, drinks, and museum admission. Go ahead, buy tickets now at kdf.org for Bourbonville. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, everybody. Here we are, some bourbon release news. I promise it's going to be a little bit longer than our bourbon news because we got a we got a few to talk about, and our first one that's coming up here is one that I guess we've kind of hinted at already. Nearest Green, they came out with a rye whiskey, and we've reviewed it. I don't know if it's come out on this week in bourbon yet, but they released their cash strength, and they were holding back, and they're like, guys, just wait. We're releasing three different rye releases. And I was like, all right, here we go. So Uncle Nearest Green, sorry, Uncle Nearest, Nearest Green Distillery has announced that it will add three permanent expressions to its national portfolio before the end of 2022. Uncle Nearest Straight Rye Whiskey, Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Black Label, and Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Rye. Uncle Nearest Straight Rye, it is the brand's first new whiskey available to purchase online and retailers across the country since 2019 of its release of its 1884 small batch whiskey. And due to the challenges around growing rye in Tennessee, the whiskey originates in Canada. And according to the exact American specifications were acquired to be a straight whiskey, and it is then aged in New York for a minimum of four years before moving down to Tennessee, where it is then rested and used in Uncle Nearest barrels for additional maturation. Wait, it is what is then rested in... Oh, it is. It is rested and used barrels for additional maturation. That's weird. Okay, so Uncle Nearest Straight Rye Whiskey will be available for purchase for $60 at the distillery in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Uh, it will also be available online. We'll be rolling out nationally throughout November. And the whiskey will be followed by the release of Uncle Nearest's Single Barrel Black Label for $80. 
and the Uncle Nearest Single Barrel Rye for $90. And so these are all those Alberta Rye's, just kind of different variations. But you said they're in used barrels? Well, that's what it said. It's like, so they, they put them in barrels in Canada. They ship them to New York. I guess they've got a dis- some rack houses in New York. They leave them in New York for four years. Or, or I get another theory. And then they take them to Tennessee. And then they just put them back in used bourbon barrels? I, that seems really weird, but I don't know. Here's my theory. Is that... Uh, I don't know if they thought about this four years ago, but perhaps, maybe just perhaps, there is a distillery in New York that just happens to have some four-year rye barrels that they're selling. And they said, oh, sure, we'll take them all. Who would that be? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's somebody that probably thought of this four years ago and they just bought some barrels and put them there. And then, I mean, don't be wrong. It's like, we're whirling this the hard way too, is that it's hard to market and build a brand. Uncle Nearest has done an amazing job of doing that. They have really latched onto that story. People latch onto it. People are buying bottles left and right. So they have a much easier uh, runway of trying to get these bottles out to market. So if somebody just says, hey, it's a lot easier for me to just sell it wholesale instead of trying to build a brand off of it, then so be it. Right. I do like Alberta Rye. And we tried it. One of them, at least. And it was yeah, we really had the good. cash strength one. It was, yeah, yeah, we said strength. it was really good. It was different. I like all your theories and <laughs> hypotheses. Well, that's what we do. Which, we we try to come up with stuff, and then all of a sudden, I'll get emails a week later going, well, that's not true. Yep. Uh, did you get any emails from last week's episode? I don't know what why there would be any, but... No, people were just really glad. Well, actually, you got a few. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Mike Montgomery of... Blue Run, uh, you had sent me it as well with the hat that said EBITDA. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's EBITDA. EBITDA. God See, damn it. Now it's, <laughs> it's you're the one doing it now. So you're, you're the one who needs the hat. It was, what, I don't know if it was just coming one of those targeted ads on Facebook, but it's it truly just. On, a, it, it, it's wild. After we talked about it, it popped up on my Instagram feed like, I'm like, Jesus, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, that was just some targeted ad. It was a blue hat that said EBITDA on it. And I was like, all right, I guess somebody's somebody's listening. That's what it comes down to. What's amazing is they're making those hats before we even talked about it. Who, who the <laughs> hell true. makes a hat like that? <laughs> uh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. So, all right. Let's talk about our friends over at Sagamore. So, fueled by a passion to bring Maryland-made rye whiskey to fans everywhere, Sagamore Spirit has released its second annual Sagamore Spirit Bottled and Bond Straight Rye Whiskey. So, crafted entirely at Sagamore Spirit's Baltimore Waterfront Distillery and aged in new American oak barrels for five years, it's bottled at 100 proof, and limited quantity of Sagamore Spirit Bottled and Bond Rye Whiskey will be available in select markets across the country for an approximate retail price of $60 and at the brand's Baltimore Waterfront Distillery while supplies last. Additionally, a line of Sagamore Spirit's ultra-passionate fans wrapped throughout the distillery's campus on the morning of Saturday, November 12th to purchase the first-ever release of Sagamore Spirit's Penny's Proof Maryland Grown Series. This release, which sold out in just a few hours, marked a milestone as the brand's first 100% Maryland-distilled straight rye whiskey made entirely with local grains and aged in barrels crafted from oak trees grown across the state. Now in the series' fourth year, 
Penny's proof releases have become an annual tradition with past editions marking the brand's progress to 100% distillation in Maryland. Every release has sold out within hours, and like preceding Penny's proof releases, this two-and-a-half-year-old edition is a preview of a fully matured whiskey to come as the brand will release a taste of it each year until it reaches four-and-a-half years old. While former releases were all distilled in Baltimore, the new Maryland Grown series is the first to be made with all local ingredients, bringing the distillery's grain-to-glass efforts to the storefront. Sorry, forefront. There we go. <laughs> forefront. Forefront. Yeah, forefront. I, saw the, I saw the photos and stories and stuff from the distillery at amazing crowd you know and uh this is you know obviously full transparency we use <laughs> sagamore in our raw whiskeys so <laughs> i don't think full transparency. Uh, i think pretty people just know that by now yeah so we're huge fans of theirs and hold on when by i was the talking way, is, about does everybody know that we have our own whiskey line should we <laughs> do, should we just go ahead give full transparency there ah uh, no we'll just <laughs> we keep beat them, that horse to death keep them guessing <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, this is exciting. You know, I, when we first got it introduced to Sagamore and I tasted their product at three years, I think at the time was the most mature it was. And I was like, guys, your three year is better than the six year Ross and Squib juice. You need to start releasing this. And they're like, no, 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 we must hold on. And rightfully so. It, it, it's I'm, it's gotten better with age, but gosh, they're, they're doing some fantastic stuff. I'm excited for them to get this out in the market and, you know, make the transition from being sourced to, to their own stuff. So, uh, yeah, all good things at Sagamore. We're, we're huge fans and excited for their success and continued growth in the rye whiskey category. Oh, for sure. I'm almost kind of, kind of, I don't know, I, I have a selfish feeling about it as well, because for the past year, we've been able to say, if you want to try Maryland rye whiskey and Sagamore's rye whiskey. You got to buy our bottle to be able to figure out what it is because <laughs> we're the only ones in the market with it. And right. so it, it that that's that story is slowly going to fade away. And I I don't know if I said it on this or was uh, our other podcast. If you're not subscribing to it, uh, behind the pursuit. So when I was at the Houston Whiskey Social, got to meet up with uh, with BT over at Sagamore. Uh, Brian Tracy, for anybody that doesn't know, he's been on the show before, and being able to talk to them, he was doing a private tasting there at the show. And they said, Hey, uh, he goes, he goes, I'm waiting for this question to come. People are going to ask, uh, you know, when can I taste your, your own distillate? And he goes, well, unfortunately you got to go about five booths down to the pursuit booth and you can go and try it over there. So <laughs> that was right. a, that was a, a good little nod to it, but yes, very excited for their growth and everything like that. I feel that you, you've said it before a few times already, our partnerships with them, as well as Bardstown Bourbon Company, it's going to continue to grow. And once people get to try their products more, I think it's going to start flipping and people are really going to start chasing after them because they've got some really awesome stuff. It's it's going to start turning heads and, and people will start starting to take notice. Yeah. Both of those, Bardstown and Sagamore, just doing such amazing quality things that uh, it's... I'm I'm just excited for, you know, their stuff to get out on the market and people to try it because we've been, you know, with them for so long and seeing what they've been doing behind the scenes for, for so long. I'm excited for them to, to start milking the cow that they've been feeding for <laughs> six years. <laughs> well, as we're talking about that, we'll take a, a little bit of a timeout. Why don't you give people a rundown of what, what you did this week too? Because you went out to Owensboro 
and checked out some stuff over at Green River. Give a give some folks what you were up to there. Yeah. So I drove over, you know, obviously Pritzker and Bartstown purchased Green River, which I was always been a fan of their whiskey and what they had been doing. Uh with Jacob Call and whatnot, Jacob's obviously no longer there, but the team at Bardstown, they hired a uh Aaron Harris who's been awesome. He's a close friend of mine and family member and he's been deserving of a, a distilling role for a long time and and not that Jacob did anything wrong there, but what I was tasting at Green River, they were gracious enough to host me and taste me through some new distillate and uh, all the good things they got going on since they've taken over. And uh, I've just been thoroughly impressed. The same thing, quality at Barstown has been transitioned over to Green River. And uh, I'm just excited for what's going on there. They got some fantastic whiskey that they're, they've been making there, and they're just going to continue to do that as well. So, uh, yeah, we were tasting some through the different mash bills, and we're going to be making some whiskey there, you know, soon and uh, have some age product there as well so we're excited so we just got to cut and, another and they took top. me to oh god yeah well and Brooke, they took me to moonlight barbecue to eat and uh i tried to pay for my mid-dinner and they were like no 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 we got it i think it was like i don't know 18 dollars and i was like what is this like buying a pontoon and you get a yeti cooler <laughs> you know <laughs> for free and they thought that was funny, but uh, yeah, I, was, I really appreciate them hosting me and uh, walking me through the facility and all the good things they got going on there. No, well, I'm excited to cut another three hundred thousand dollar check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cha-ching. That's what that's usually what it comes down to. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of Jacob Call and Green River and everything like that, we got a, another package earlier this week. Opened it up. Didn't expect anything, but this comes from Hemingway Whiskey Company. And they're announcing the launch of Hemingway Rye Whiskey First Edition with the release of an inaugural, it's a small one, 972 bottles. So this initial offering is a blend of straight rye whiskeys finished in ultra-premium season Oloroso sherry casks. Inspired by American author, journalist, and storyteller Ernest Hemingway, the Hemingway Rye Whiskey was founded by Steve Groth, a whiskey pioneer and co-founder of Angel's Envy, the Call family, 7th generation master distiller Ron Call and his sons Clayton Call and 8th generation master distiller Jacob Call. They all hand source, blended, and finished the rye whiskey, building on generations of distilling expertise and innovation. The first offering is Hemingway Rye Whiskey First Edition, a captivating blend of 96% 9-year-old squib juice and 4% 4-year-old Kentucky Straight Rye, the latter distilled by Jacob Call and crafted with his signature spice. Both are finished with the sweetness and softness of Ron Call's own rum-seasoned Oloroso sherry casks. It's 100 proof, 972 bottles will be available, has an SRP of $150. Yeah, I got this sample on Saturday, and then I was texting you about it, and I was like, oh, crap, there's an embargo. I better not <laughs> I better not talk to me. Better not say anything. It said, well, it says from the Call family, and I was like, and then I saw the rum, and I was like, is this from his dad? Is this from Jacob? You know, what's going on? So... Uh, and then they announced last week, you know, their new distillery in, uh, I think Ohio County, um, Jacob's new distillery. But anyways, yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Got to try it. And it's, it's actually really good. I didn't, I was curious where it's from because it doesn't say anything on the bottle or anything I got in the packet, but it's, so it is Indiana and, uh, Kentucky, you said? Well, it's 96% of nine year squib juice. And just four percent of four-year rye that was distilled by Jacob, so not a whole lot gotcha. of 
But it, it does say that what you're getting out there is his signature spice. <laughs> Sporty spice. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, if, we all need some kind of signature of something like that. I mean, I got my signature sweet oak. We got to figure out what your signature is going to be. Uh, not not a spice. I don't know. I'll, I'll <laughs> think about that. But there is something to this rum seasoned uh, sherry casket. So I'm assuming it's probably, I think his dad's like with Pilar or and Key West maybe. Yeah, I, I think I've heard about that before, yeah. So I'm assuming that Papa Pilar. Yeah, there's some kind of tie in to there as well. I mean, there's not many rum distilleries in Key West, so I, I believe that's what it is. It came with this nice notebook about Ernest Hemingway and a story and whatnot. I'm sure Kenny read because he loves reading. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, now that it actually all comes full circle now, because the Hemingway house is in Key West. Key West. Yep. Yeah. That now I. Now all the dots are starting to connect and I can see it. Yep. Kenny slept through humanities. <laughs> I slept through a lot of things. It's amazing how we got here. That's right. So Blue Run, they've been in the news a lot recently and they've announced their second release in its rye whiskey series, Blue Run Emerald Rye Whiskey. And this marks the first Blue Run rye whiskey to be contract distilled by Blue Run liquid advisor Jim Rutledge at Castle and & Key and the first Blue Run rye to be bottled at Barrel Proof. Blue Run Emerald Rye serves as a follow-up to the Blue Run Golden Rye and was crafted from just a mere 189 barrels. Blue Run Whiskey Director Shaylin Gaiman expertly blended this emerald to highlight a myriad of Blue Run's favorite flavor characteristics. Adding the complexity, several emerald barrels were aged at different locations, more than 50 miles apart in Bartstown and Frankfurt. The difference in aging environments helped to contribute to the blend's approachability at this high of a proof. Blue Run's signature butterfly medallion on the bottle glimmers with an anodized emerald green, making it easily identifiable by whiskey enthusiasts and collectors alike. Designed by renowned Nike sneaker designer and Blue Run co-founder Devin McKinney. Emerald is the second butterfly medallion in Blue Run's rye whiskey series inspired by precious objects. Blue Run Emerald is available for $110 SRP and is a barrel proof at 116.7. I'm not going to lie. I think this is... I think I found my favorite color of the butterfly. Um, it's the You're, emerald one. <laughs> you lean to green. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, the the videos and stuff of this, is it, they do such a good job at branding. And the video is just like this romantic, like friends hanging out, you know, and drinking this ride. It's like, it's really well done. I, I, I'm, I'm in love with the packaging and I'm sure the whiskey is going to follow suit. I, we really like the... I think, well, the golden rye was the uh, lower proof one, wasn't it? Or It was. This was... is this is a full barrel proof offering, the first one. But they, I feel like they had a, a higher proof rye too, but it wasn't barrel proof. But um, anyways, Shaylin knows she's doing, and this is going to be good. I still want to well, try those uh, micro patches. <laughs> I haven't got to try those. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to try the micro patches, but... You will get a chance to try the Emerald because a bottle did show up this week. So oh, I want nice. to say give, shout out to them. Also a big shout out uh, with the to EBITDA the Blue hat. team. Well, I'm sorry, would you say a hat? With the EBITDA hat? <laughs> oh, no, no EBITDA hat this time. But it did come. It, I will always hand it off to their team. They do handwritten letters to everyone, and it surely makes an impression because they had they, they know us very well, and it said, 
even though you won't be able to review this for the next 18 to 24 months, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yep. I, was know, disappointed, uh, I was disappointed because we went into Shay's closet at Bardstown that she uses to, you know, to do all her blending and whatever. And we finally used it because they had just cleaned the other lab where the peasants go, AKA us. And uh, it would smell like bleach. And so we went into the, but there is no shade, so Mm-mm. just us. That's how, that's how it happens sometimes. Yep. All right, let's keep going here. So Wolf Spirits Puncher's Chance Bourbon are announcing their oldest whiskey to date with the release of Puncher's Chance, The Left Cross. So aged 14 years in wooden rickhouses. Yeah, yeah, I guess. The Left Cross was finished in freshly dumped 12-year-old Jamaican rum casks for two to six months. Produced under the careful stewardship of master distiller Kevin Curtis and master blender Stephen Hughes of IJW Whiskey Company, just 70 barrels of Puncher's Chance bourbon of the Left Cross will be available. It's bottled at 96 proof, and the Left Cross starts with a mash bill of 84% corn, 8% malted barley, and 8% rye. You can figure out where that comes from. The name of the Left Cross is a reference to the Jamaican heavyweight fighter Donovan Razor Ruddick a Southpaw who, with a devastating left cross punch, battled the likes of Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis. The left cross finishing blow became Ruddick's much-admired calling card. With an SRP of $150, only 2,000 bottles of Puncher's Chance bourbon, the left cross will be available. When you said the name Kevin Curtis, I was like, I know that name. And then I Googled him, and I was like, first thing that came up was Burn Pursuit, Angels Envy with Kevin Curtis and Kyle Henderson. So, oh, you're right. That's a long yeah. time, hasn't it? Yeah, that was like episode, gosh. Uh, that had been like the 30s or 40s, maybe before that, 20s? Thir- 13. 13, yeah. okay. There we go. Well, so if you want to know more about Master Distiller Kevin Curtis, you got to go all the way back to episode 13 <laughs> of Bourbon Pursuit. And he's not with Angels in Me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Spoiler not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And some people just gotta you gotta bounce around between his different jobs. Well, it's cool. He's master distiller right there. That's that's good to be able to see that. Yeah, congratulations, Kevin. We haven't talked in six years, but <laughs> glad to see you. Uh, you're making moves, my friend. Try that. Try that left hook or whatever left cross. I don't know. It depends on how good you can duck and bob and weave. If you can dodge a yeah. wrench, you can dodge a ball. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Are you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We get a few bourbons in you on Beale Street. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, let's keep going here. So Stoli Group, they're announcing two new whiskey releases in time for the holidays, which is Kentucky Owl Batch 12 and Kentucky Owl's Mardi Gras XO Cask Limited Edition. So hey, ba- they found another holiday. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, they, they're still latching on to that St. Patrick's Day. And and so might as well just have something year round that you can pick up. So batch 12 is the latest limited batch release iteration carefully blended by John Rhea. For batch 12, Rhea blended a very particular well-aged bold bourbons of 7 to 14 years old and blended with two different 4-year-old bourbons to create this unique blend. Batch 12 is bottled at 115.8 proof with a suggested retail price of $400. The Kentucky Owl Mardi Gras Exo Cask Limited Edition is an extremely small release created thanks to Stoli Group's diverse portfolio. Beginning with Kentucky Owl 11-year-old Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, the product was then finished for over one year in Bio Rum Exo Casks. 
created in celebration of the spirit of Mardi Gras and the Pride of Louisiana, the rare bi- bio bio. I'm, wait, I'm just I'm gonna screw this up. How do it you is spell bio. It? <laughs> yeah, B A B A Y O, like the Louisiana bio, right? Oh, bayou. Bayou. God dang it! I knew. Jesus I, Christ! I was like, why am I not reading? This? Yeah, it, it says you slept through humanities and geography. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I've 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 been. I've been to, uh, you know, to Louisiana. I've, I've been to Bourbon Street. I should be able to know that. All right, bye you. Thank you. Golly. And I'm glad I figured it out now before I got too long. So uh, anyway, the rare Bayou casks create a unique whiskey. As barrels rolled in from Kentucky on one muggy, misty March morning, Bayou Rum Master Blender, oh gosh, Renal Vincent Diaz thought to himself, there's a lot of good times rolling around in these barrels. <laughs> the thought was reminiscent of the Mardi Gras mantra, Lazis les bons temps roulard, or let the good times roll. I never took French. And in that moment, the flash of inspiration came to pour this beautiful, rich rye liquor into 38 very special, freshly emptied Bayou Rum XO Mardi Gras Ultra Premium Rum Casks. Diaz knew the humidity of the unique Louisiana climate, worked wonders on his own Bayou Rum, and was curious to know how it would shape the rich Kentucky rye. Who knew filling the barrels in March would give the whiskey a good, long, hot, humid summer to extract lots of that lovely flavor, and he was patient enough to wait a further year, another sizzling summer, before allowing the rest of the world to enjoy this unique expression. The Mardi Gras edition is bottled at 102.8 proof and has a suggested retail price of $500. Whoa. I was... I thought they were going to say if it was Mardi Gras, it was going to be like aged in paddle brine, hurricane, <laughs> <laughs> or hand grenade. Uh, no, the hand grenade. What about the, one of those the sharks that you put in and it's, it's <laughs> and, and they all turn bloody in the the cup or whatever? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I haven't had buy your room. I'm looking it up. Their website's cool. Um, I'm sure. I haven't either. I guess but, it's just so part of the, if it's part eleven of the year rye. I wonder if it's some of that beam rye that. Um, which is alleged to be in, you know, batch one and two of Kentucky Alra. So, which curious. were some of the best rye releases that we had yeah. had in a very, very long time. Maybe ever. I don't yeah, know. Very true. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, it probably is if I had to guess. There's not a whole lot of Kentucky 11 year rye <laughs> floating around. <laughs> yeah. No, not that I know of. Well, you think they're at least, gonna, our, at least our contacts aren't <laughs> listening not, it for us. They're not telling us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if this comes with a, a pair of Mardi Gras beads or something like that on the bottle too. It's like you know, you get a bottle and you got to have the big one. You know, the big beads that that come around, the ones that actually cost money that you don't get for free walking around. Yeah, or a beignet or something. I don't know. I, I'll take a beignet <laughs> right. over the beads. Beads only get you That's so a, far. Beignet can enjoy right now. So you said it was a limited or a smaller, did you say how many bottles I was kind of looking, scrolling through Bayou Rum's website when you were talking? They didn't it. say the amount of bottles, but they did say they poured the rye into 38 freshly emptied Bayou Rum Mardi Gras rum casks. So if it's 53 gallons, you can probably do the math on what 38 barrels gets you. So I would say it's going to be close to... 7,000 bottles, if I have to guess, somewhere around there. Gotcha. Well, and usually Mardi Gras is right before St. Patrick's, so you can get your Mardi Gras bottle and then go get your St. <laughs> Patrick's. St. Patrick's thing. <laughs> and then uh, next year will be Carnival. Then we'll have to figure out what other holiday they're going to come with. There's got to be an Earth Day in there, maybe a Flag Day we'll come up with. 
I'm not gonna lie, the Mardi Gras thing is brilliant. I I thought most people had already claimed all the holidays, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think Mardi Gras was gonna be one. I mean, it's it's interesting that you would go this route only because we reviewed the Kentucky Owl St. Patrick's, and I remember we were like, "It's not bad." I mean, it's it's all right. It's it's pretty decent, but. You, I have traveled the country, and I still see that sitting on the shelves everywhere. And it's going to be around for probably another few more St. Patrick's Day to go around. So to sit there and pin your expression to a particular holiday and have it be sitting there either in the dead of winter or just not during around that time, I think it's a it's a bold move, especially with the price tag that they're they're asking for it. Yeah, that's what uh, we keep having the conversations is like, you know, doing these limited releases the way to go, or is that just, or is your everyday offering just dead <laughs> now? Is it just you got to continually pump out new, ex, new different things to keep people engaged and interested in your product? So I don't know. It's definitely an interesting time in the the brown spirits world. We'll put out a survey monkey out there, and we'll see if if people do agree, and then if people do agree then Ryan, your mantra is going to hold true that at the end of the day, whiskey geeks just want flavored whiskey. <laughs> That's pretty much what I've come to conclusion is they just all want flavored whiskey and finishing it in a toasted barrel or a honey barrel or a wine barrel or a rum barrel or this, that is just like makes them feel better about themselves instead of ordering Howlerhead or Fireball. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Let's go ahead and wrap this up with one other very expensive, very limited release flavored whiskey, I guess you could say. So (laughs) over the the past several years, and I'm just kidding, it's not that flavored. It's the same thing that everybody's kind of talking about. So barrel dovetail has become a highly regarded expression within our portfolio, or sorry, within their portfolio products and the American whiskey world. So following the success of BCS gray labeled dovetail, they decided to apply the concept of dovetail to their oldest, rarest stocks. So BCS Gold Labeled Dovetail is created with the same finishing and blending methods as their award-winning dovetail, but incorporates whiskeys aged up to 25 years. They let these component whiskeys in their finishing cast for longer and included some very high-proof barrels to create a blend with intensity that matched only by its nuance and layering. So it is whiskey finished in rum, port, and Dunyard Vins Cabernet barrels. It's a blend that's distilled in Indiana, Tennessee, and Canada, It's aged in both the U.S. and Canada, crafted and bottled in Kentucky. Its its cast strength is right at hazmat, 140.18 proof, and has a a retail price of $500. I mean, Dovetail's always been one of my favorites of theirs. I I like it more than Seagrass, for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm assuming that 25-year-old's Canadian, which I absolutely love, those older Canadian stocks. Um, yeah, I'm, I bet this is really good. I mean, it's out of my price range because I'm a broke podcaster slash bourbon baron <laughs> trying to make it in the game. But You're uh, baron now? <laughs> There's no such thing as a broke baron, <laughs> Ryan. I think that's an oxymoron. Yeah, that, that wasn't the right... Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the right description, but uh, I, I bet it's really good because you know that's what they do um and hopefully they just let us try a thimble of it or something (laughs) (laughs) i think we might get a a 100 ml sent our way and we can try it it's yeah they the they actually they just 
announced it. I don't. I didn't put it on here, but they have a sampler. <laughs> they have a sampler platter that they're releasing as well. So they have something that is accessible to everybody where they have uh, four different 100 mLs in a... Oh, that's cool. In a box, and it's all of some of their really limited and allocated high-end stuff. So if you don't want to drop $500 on a bottle, you can go and get this plus some seagrass, plus some other stuff, uh, Vantage and some other things that they've been releasing, all in a nice little to-go box. Yeah, and I wonder if brands will start doing that with these. I mean, not that they're going to do it wide, but it's definitely a way to make really crazy high margins on you know, hundred mLs, but making it affordable for people at least to get to try it. Um, so I, I think that's a good move to do that. Let's just take another page out of their playbook. Let's find some hundred mL uh, Minea bottles if we can. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been following their footsteps forever, so we might as why why not stop now? <laughs> right. What's what's next, Joe and Trip? Yeah, we'll just wait for the next. PR release to come from them, but they, they truly are. They are pioneers in the industry. They have laid the groundwork for a lot of stuff like that, especially in blending in the American whiskey category. So I'm actually glad to see them pushing this envelope of, of trying to hit this price point. I know there is probably some people out there that says like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why would you do this? But you got to understand we're hitting the holiday season and there's people with yeah. deeper pockets than us. You know, bourbon's still a very affordable type of product uh, you know if you want to go to costco they got they got scotch bottles there for thirty three thousand dollars at costco so five hundred dollars seems a little bit like a steal at the end of the day yeah i've seen plenty i've been with plenty of people that have spent this on a bottle of wine at dinner and it's gone in 30 minutes so you know i think this is I think there's definitely a market for this. It's not for everyone, but there's definitely a market for this. So, and, and two, it's going to barrel. That's the thing about barrel. When you're at that price point, they always deliver at that price point. You know, it's like a lot of times if you get some of that price, you're like, eh, I don't know. You know, theirs is always like something, you know, it hits, it hits something unique and, and rare and different at that price point. It's hazmat baby. It's got a (laughs) hazmat. That's the, I wonder if they'll make slushies out of this at um, <laughs> at Bourbon Fest next year. I'll be it, in for that. It is it is point one eight proof more than what you can legally bring on a plane. So you technically can't do it. So cool to Get see hundred ml uh, sampler take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that is going to do it for this week in Bourbon. We had a lot some good news stories, but I think we got catch up on some some other news with us too. So I'm glad to be able to share that with folks and. Stay tuned. In the next few weeks, we'll be able to share a lot more cool things with you. we got some bottle releases and some other things to be able to talk about coming from the United side of the family. So stay tuned. We'll see you there. Yep. Toodles. Happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs>